Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United, I'm your host Matthew and today talking about our nil-nil draw, can't remember the last time we had one of those, um, against Southampton at home in the Premier League. Very, very um, disappointing game, very, very frustrating game, uh, lots of elements to it which makes it more interesting to talk about. Uh, got the red card obviously, got the handball, you've got... Um, what we did after the handball to talk about. There's no goals to recap because nobody scored today. Uh, defensive things to talk about um, and other things as well. Um, but um, yeah, it just was... I've talked about games before in the past where we've um, gotten over the line. You know, you, you nick that one goal, you get that one clear-cut chance. Just didn't happen today just didn't happen I think Southampton gave us a better game than we thought they were going to um I don't think we disrespected Southampton but I think they were a bit more up for it don't forget they're in a relegation fight so of course they're going to be up for it as well but um yeah they're just I can't recall um and I did miss for obvious reasons I did miss the last Five minutes of the first half and the first five to ten minutes of the second half. Um, although I managed to, because I heard that the um, handball incident was around that time period. I, di- I did go and see a clip of that, so I, I, I do have that in my mind. I heard that there was two handball incidents. I don't know what the other one was, so I can't can't comment on that, unfortunately. But uh, the, the one that I am talking about is Rashford crossing the ball in. I don't know what the other one actually was, because I didn't see it, but... Um, yeah, just didn't quite manage to get that clear-cut chance. A few half chances, um, lots of chances created, but no sort of, like, um, clear-cut chances. Southampton had quite a few few of those, (coughs) uh, some of which De Gea did very, very well with. But, um, I I don't, it's interesting this game because I don't think we had quite the fighting spirit that we have had. And I don't think that we sort of let the game go either. But we didn't quite try hard enough maybe to um, to get the win in the end. I think it was sort of a um, 80% effort if you want to if you want to kind of call it that, uh, which is which is still very disappointing anyway. But um, yeah, uh, and of course you know red card changes the game. That was what hot yeah 35 minutes into the game. Um, so that would, that changed things as well, and then you have to figure out who's going where, and where that sort of extra space is going to be made up, because of the one missing player, and the fact that it's Casemiro, and that's such an important part of the pitch, um, because we, we let Southampton in a little bit more after that happened, but it, it kind of, not as understandable, it kind of makes sense, so... But no, just just didn't manage to get over the line today. Um, again, you know, if Casemiro wasn't sent off, would have been a different game. Um, I suppose I should get a bit into into the summary here and talk because the first thing we have is uh, Casemiro red card. Okay, so here's something I I need help understanding. To me, because there's there's the Premier League rule book, right? This is what makes a foul or what isn't, what what is or whatever. Um, and ultimately, it's up to the referee to decide. To me, 
if you're going in for a slide tackle, which is what Casemiro did, to me, whether your studs are up or you've got your toe poking, if you touch the ball first, obviously not with your arms, it could be your back, it could be the back of your leg, any any part of the body could be your head, any part of the body that you're allowed to use, so not your arm, obviously. If you make contact first with the ball, you still get the player, because let's face it, most of the time if a player's doing a slide tackle, they're going to make contact with the player, just because of the nature of the physicality of that. Although if you make a standing tackle, you're probably going to touch the player anyway, but it is a contact sport, so whatever. If you are making a slide tackle, in Casemiro's case, and you make contact with the ball first, unless it's a tackle from behind, because that's not allowed in the game, which this wasn't, that should not be a foul. See, I'm kind of 90-10 on this one, where 90% of me believes that wasn't a foul, and I... I understand the annoying 10% part, which is he had his studs showing and made contact with the player. The difference with that one, though, with this one, is, okay, so if if you're going free for like a half-jumping tackle or a sliding tackle and your studs make contact, that's dangerous play. It's not always a red card, but that's dangerous play. The difference here is if you, if you watch it back, which obviously they showed it on VAR... <clears throat> Casemiro makes contact first with the ball, I think it's his right foot, has his studs showing. Okay, that's dangerous play. However, the studs hit the ball first, which I would argue means that he's won the tackle because he's touched the ball. The problem Casemiro has is um, because his his foot sort of rolled, he made contact with the ball, I think that means you've won the ball. However, because his foot has rolled off of the ball, and made contact with the ankle or the leg or whatever it was. That's dangerous play. But, because there's there's two parts of that where, like, okay, I understand his studs made contact with the ankle or the foot or the leg, whatever it was, right? That's dangerous play. But he touched the ball first. If he'd have missed the ball with that foot, and it's very finite, right, all this type of stuff. Um... If he touches the if he touches the player first and misses the ball, that should be a foul. Um, I certainly don't think this tackle is a red. This foul, let's call it, is a red card. I certainly don't think that. Um, but that's the only difference I would say. If if his foot had missed the ball, which mean he doesn't touch the ball and doesn't win the win the uh, tackle anyway, then yes, that's a foul. So. I mean, I don't know, I don't have the Premier League rule book in front of me, but, um, or what the rules specifically are. Because I know that you, okay, if you if you go for a slide tackle in behind, in the back of a player, but you touch the ball first, that is a foul, because you're not allowed to slide tackle into the back of a player, just full stop. But this is from the side, which most slide tackles are anyway. Um, so, at bare minimum, what I think should have been given for benefit of the doubt is a yellow card and a foul. Even though I think he's won the ball, I understand the whole studs. I understand the whole studs part of it, but he touched the ball first. To me, that means he's won the free kick. But he's won the free kick to me through dangerous play. So okay, if you want to give a foul, but a yellow card, I think that would have been more fair. It also wouldn't have changed the game as much as it did. Um, so yeah, that, that that's that's my thoughts on that. I, I don't I don't actually think it's a foul, 
but I understand with the rules why it is. I just think those rules don't completely add up to what actually happened because he touched the ball first and not the player. Because um, regardless of where you tackle the player, if you make contact with the player first, as a foul. Because you can make contact with the player first, go through them, and then touch the ball. That's not that 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 is a foul. That's not a tackle. Um, anyway, it's complicated and silly. The rules are silly. Um, he touched the ball first. I think that's what should count. But I understand. Yes, his studs are showing, and those studs after it went over the ball touched the player. So it is dangerous play. But is that really indicative of a red card rather than a yellow? Because if that sort of if you're treating this as like a warning, which is what a yellow card sort of is, it's like okay, I'm gonna book you for this, this is your warning. That's the, the whole design of a yellow card. Then um okay, if you make a mistake like that again, then you're off, but you get a second chance. No second chance, straight red. I think I, I was reading um half time um that this is a four-game ban for Casemiro. I'm not completely sure if that's actually the case, or if it's three, or if it's four. Because if you remember, when he got sent off... Who did he get sent off against? I can't remember. Um, it was right before the Newcastle final, and he got given a three-game ban. That was for a straight red card. I don't... I, and I saw some comments today about, like, oh, Casemiro's got to watch his discipline and all this kind of stuff. I completely disagree with that. Because um, I don't even think this was a foul. And if I remember the nature of the other red card it wasn't quite a clear sort of yes definite red foul um red card oh that was for the um grabbing incident because initially it looked like he strangled the player but he hadn't and he'd grabbed his collar so um that was against palace i think um but anyway as, as i say in football um okay you've got a red card that doesn't mean you can't win the game it's only the 35th minute so overall, I would say, yes, the ref did do some very dodgy things in this game. It is a reason why we drew the game. It is not an excuse, however, because you've still got a good 90 minutes of football. 90 minutes in football is a very, very, very long time. In fact, it's two halves worth of the game. We did have enough time in this game to grab and nick a goal and win the game. Um, the red card does change things, obviously. Um, that's one of the reasons. Um, but I, I'm, I'm seeing a bit of a conversation about this, and I have to kind of address this as well. Three recent incidents. Ball goes out of play against, was it West Ham, for their first goal? Um, I saw a different screenshot of that, definitely went out of play. There was the um, handball in the Real Betis game, which I think was just absolutely clear as day handball, uh, which was only a few days ago. And today, uh, two incidents... Inc incidents, uh, which was the um, handball on the Rashford cross and this red card. Sure, you can debate the red card thing, all studs or no studs or whatever, but things keep happening and uh, it's decisions that keep going against us and not for us. Again, not excuses, but reasons. Uh, so it's very irritating. Um, but uh, we still have to we still have to do better. Just on the whole, because I I've mentioned a few times here. You know, getting the game over the line, nicking that goal and getting the goal. Because you don't have to win this game by more than one goal. You you, Because if you win it 1 or 10 nil, you still only get 3 points. Um, your goal difference goes up, but you still only get 3 points. Um, I think we need to start... I think the quote, the, the phrase is, finish your dinner. Um, we have very much solidified ourselves defensively. 
Um, the odd slip up, obviously seven last weekend, but that was a, that I still put that down to a freak accident. We're very, very much more solid defensively. I think that is thanks to Casemiro, Varane, and Martinez definitely. Um, fullbacks, I think, have got some question marks over some of them. I'll talk about Shaw here in a minute. So something else I need to mention as well um, in terms of um, another reason we didn't win this game. Um, I think we need to, I believe the phrase is called finisher dinner. Um, we've become very solidified defensively. That's thanks to, well, obviously Ten Hag and the coaches. Um, but in terms of Casemiro, Varane, Martinez, that sort of core three, which used to be a core four, but that four wasn't good enough. Um yeah, much, much better defensively um, than we were, obviously, last season. I don't know how many goals we've let in this season, um, but I'm pretty sure it's less than last season so far. Um, yeah, we've got, to, we've got to score more goals. We've got to score more goals, which I know is a bit odd to say because we just scored four and then we scored three against West Ham. Uh, scored four against Betis and three against West Ham. Th- those games need to happen more often, though. Got Anthony, got Rashford, got Sancho, got Bruno... Got Ganacho, uh today saw a bit of Palestri. Uh, got Bruno Fernandes. Uh, we're lacking, obviously, some midfielders because some of them are injured. Um, we've got to work on being more clinical, much, much, much more clinical. I think if we had done that in this game, we would have, we would have, would have at least gotten a goal and got us over the line. Um, it's something very frustrating. I don't think... I think we're a little bit all over the place in terms of... Thing, things like, okay, is Rashford going to be playing down the middle or down the left? It's great that he's got that option. And today you saw things like, okay, Sancho was signed to play on the right. He started playing on the left. And today we saw him in the 10, in the middle. So where is Sancho going to be playing? And it's good to have players that aren't sort of, you have to play them in this one position and that's it. I mean, we signed Vegorst and thought that he was going to be a poacher striker. And Bruno would play behind him and Vegor started playing as a 10 so we know he turned out a bit different um Anthony's kind of the exception I don't think you should really play Anthony in the middle or on the or on the left um maybe you could but I, I don't know I think uh, I mean one thing that's really missing is okay we've got Rashford who's capable of scoring lots of goals as we've seen this season he needs that extra he needs that other attacking player to pass to whether that is going to be Sancho or it is going to be Anthony or or, or somebody else um, there's a lot of rumors going around about who we're going to sign in terms of a striker I at the moment prefer Rashford through the middle because because we've got so many players who can play on the left I would prefer to use more of those options um, although if we sign a striker like an out-and-out striker Rashford shifts back to the left um, and that works out, then that would be great. But the way you're looking at it at the moment, okay, we, we do need another striker, somebody who can carry the weight that Rashford is carrying, and somebody, it's another person, another person in the team who's going to do what Rashford's doing, but somebody that can play with him and play without him. Uh, so we need to figure that out. Um, but that that's kind of that's kind of kind of become a bit clearer in, in these types of games. Um, because we either seem to have games where we score quite a few goals or we score like one or two. And it's it's not quite as consistent. But we seem to be a bit all we seem to be a little bit over, all over the place in terms of are we playing Bruno on the right? Are we playing him through the middle? Where is Regors playing? Where is Rashford through the middle or on the left this week? Or is 
Bruno going to play on the left or is, is Sancho going to play on the right? And it's good to experiment with that. But I think we need, like, if you if somebody was to sit down with Ten Hag and say, hey, if you've got all your players available, what is your starting eleven? And it, you can have different starting 11s against different teams. I understand that. But who who is, like, the regular lineup? Because I, I would say in terms of the front uh, four, it feels to me like it's Anthony, Bruno, Rashford and Weghorst. But then those can switch around what way they play. Um, but those are the ones I'd point to. So I don't know. Anyway, let's get back to the summary. You talked about the red card. Uh, then we've got McTominay on for Weghorst. Obviously, that's a tactical change. We only had one midfielder basically on the pitch. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I actually thought McTominay had a pretty good game. He just doesn't do it often enough, which we know is the problem with him and him and uh, and and Fred. Um, but no, that made sense. We did have quite a lot of attacking players on to begin with. So McTominay in the midfield with Bruno, not the greatest combination. It's but it's sort of a makeshift. Um, and of course, we don't have another defensive midfielder um, because the other one that we had we sold for some reason. Um, but yeah, McTominay for Vegas makes sense. We still had like you know Sancho and Bruno and Rashford and all the other players on. So. Um, that was half time, and yeah, just to make a comment about that, the handball, I did see the clip of it after the game. Um, yeah, pretty clear as day to me that that's that's a handball. It's almost like he tried to pick the ball up. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with the referee side of things. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, that was half time. Uh, then they made a sub. Then Ganacho won for Sancho, and at the same time, Palestri on for Anthony. Little bit of bias. I like Sancho. I would have preferred to see him stay on. I understand why to be subbed off. He wasn't quite. He was working his way into the game. The disappointing thing about Sancho in this game is, and this isn't his his fault. It's a it's a formation and a tactical thing. He was playing very very well in the ten, and I'll talk about obviously individual players and play ratings. He was playing quite well in the ten. He was very free flowing, and we've not seen that from Sancho before. But what allows him to do that is the fact that we had Casemiro behind him. You take Casemiro out of the game, which is what happened. You've got to take off one of your attackers at one point, um, which obviously Vegas with the first one. And then I think I think after that change had happened, Sancho wasn't quite getting in the game as much. So yeah, him off for, for Ganacho made sense, and I don't think Anthony was getting himself into the game anymore. So him off for Palestri. I like seeing Ganacho and Palestri subbed on. I just personally would have preferred to see Sancho stay on, but that's just me. But uh, I, I understand these substitutions. Um, and we have 30 wingers and like two midfielders. So the likeliness of a midfielder being subbed on was uh, not as strong. Um, so, yeah. Uh, then they made some subs. And then Maguire and Fred on for Martinez and Ganacho. I'm not quite sure why Martinez was taken off. It could be a fitness thing. It could just be... Um, although they made a few of their subs, so maybe it was to do with a striker or something. I, I'm, I'm not really quite sure. I can't really criticise that sub because I don't really understand why it was made necessarily. Um, but look, as much as we don't like Maguire, he is being paid to play for this football club. And we don't have a lot of other options. We only have four active centre-backs. Most clubs have five, six, maybe. Uh, you only use two, two at once unless you're playing five at the back. But that that's the problem, right? You go from Varane and Martinez to Champions League winning. Um, no, not Martinez. Uh, two World Cup winning, one Champions League winning um, centre-backs. 
to Lindelof and Maguire, um, who, well, Maguire's won something now, obviously he's got the, um, what's it called, uh, Carabao Cup, um, and so is Lindelof, technically, even though they both didn't play in that game, but whatever, um, they were in the squad when we won it, let's, let's say that, um, yeah, it's just what you have to do, if, uh, unfortunately, if you are looking at two centre-backs, and for whatever reason, subbing them off, you drop down to Maguire Lindelof. That's 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 the problem, right? So what else was Tenag supposed to do? And Fred on for Ganacho, um he did obviously get a bit of a knock in the game, didn't he? I'm not quite sure how bad that particularly was, but because um, I thought oh, he's being subbed off quite quickly. Um, I think he picked up a bit of an injury, didn't he? And I think he tried to run it off somewhat, but uh, you know maybe there was communication that he wasn't quite uh, wasn't quite up to it. Um, and that's not about backing down or whatever. That's just about, hey, I'm not in in a fully fit state. I can't give 100% of myself. So you should sub me off for somebody who can. Um, so there you go. All right, that's the summary. Uh, let's get into the, the, let's take a break, get into player ratings and uh, see if that in a minute. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Let's move on to player ratings. My man of the match today, again, is the same as it was a few days ago, which is Martinez. Um, held himself together very, very, very well. Um, he, he's learned this. I don't know if it's a new thing he's learned, but he keeps managing to turn the attackers. Like, he'll turn to the right. They'll think he's going that way, and then it will sort of spin round, and it, it seems to work every time. I'm not sure if I've seen him do that before Thursday's game. That was the first time I noticed him, him doing it, but... Um, Anyway, really, really good from him again. And again, you know, considering defensively, Casemiro's taken out of the game. So, um, yeah, it, uh, it was a bit more difficult for him. But um, both him and Varane again, really, really brilliant. I just thought Martinez stood out a bit more. David De Gea um, made a couple of good saves in the game. Um, distribution somewhat questionable again. 
Uh, I think a seven works works well for him. So uh, yeah, go with that. Wampasaka. I thought Wampasaka was very very good. Um, I didn't mention the sloppy passing in this game, but I've mentioned it now. Um, few too many players contributing towards that. I'm not quite sure what's going on with the communication in the team. Wampasaka had a few of those. I thought we had a really really good ga- good game overall. Um, so I'll give him. I'll give him a 9. I thought it was really quite good. Uh, Varane, no problems really with Varane. 10, he's usually very, very good. Luke Shaw, um, I thought he had a very, very poor game. A very, very bad game. Um, Usually his crossing is very, very good. Almost non-existent. Defensively, really questionable. Um, A 2. I I thought he had a really, really poor game today, Shaw. And... um, you know, every now and then you need to rotate. So I think um, Thursday feels like a good time to play Malasia. 4-1 up on aggregate. Doesn't mean we're automatically through, but it's a good scoreline. Um, and you've got to start trusting players. So I, I think dropping Shaw on Thursday would be uh, um, what I would choose. Casemiro, um, still thought he had a brilliant game, although he played less than half of it. Um, did unfortunately make a... See, with players that have been sent off before, I've given them a knock on their score because you've done something wrong, which is get sent off. But I disagree with the fact that he was sent off, so um, still think we had a really, really good game. Um, so I think an 8 sort of suits, something like that. So there you go. Anthony, uh, disappointed with him again. Um, I think um, if a player not falls off, but falls out of form in the way that he has uh, recently... I think impact sub is a is a better way to potentially use him. I, I spoke last podcast about I would have started one Basaka and Pelestri. I got half of that, of course. Um, I yeah, I, I'll give him a five. I, I don't think it was terrible. I just don't think he was that great, so I'll give him a five. Sancho, I really really enjoyed his performance, um, particularly in the free roaming sort of role. Um, wasn't quite able to maintain that because of a change of role again. Um, I will give him. I'll give him a nine. I thought he he slipped away a little bit in 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 the uh, second half, unfortunately. But that might have been because of the change of position. But um, really great up until then. So I'll give him a nine. I th- I thought it was really really quite good. Um, I thought Bruno was our worst player today. Gave the ball away more times than I can count. Not even through hero balls. Just through because that's something I've mentioned, which is to cut out the hero ball as much. Still did that too many times. But um, basic ground passes, just especially the last 30 minutes or so of the game, um, just looked like he lost his composure completely. Um, did he do anything? I'm, I'm tempted to say zero because I really thought he had a really, really bad game. The problem is, you get to the last 30 minutes or so of the game, I think you've made all, almost all of your subs, but... If you were going to take Bruno off in this game, obviously we brought Fred on later, so maybe that was the option. Who else do you take him off for, though? Um, that's one of the problems that Ten Hag has got with the midfield, is like, okay, if McTominay or Fred or Bruno or Casemiro or a- any of them having a bad game, no Eriksen, no Sabitza, at least not in this game, no Donny, um, that's half your midfield gone, so what do you what do you do? And the problem is, okay, you can make a suggestion in terms of move Martinez to midfield, that means bringing on Maguire or Lindelof. So, yeah, it, it comes a time with a manager at certain points where 
okay, you want to take a bad player off, who are you bringing on? Who are you bringing on? Bringing on McTominay, Fred, Lindelof, Maguire? <laughs> it's uh, it's not a good scene, is it? Um, so, because it's not like the times before where, I, I guess, and I'm not putting this blame on Ollie, I'm just, I'm just pointing something out. When McTominay or Fred were having a clearly bad game and Donny was just sitting there on the bench, that doesn't apply to these games because Donny's injured. Um, you could apply the same thing to um, Sabitzer. If it was a case where Sabitzer was on the bench and you think, okay, he's quite good, uh, sub Bruno off, or you need sub Bruno off, but Sabitzer's available, that would work the same way. But Sabitzer's not there, Donny's not there, Eriksen's not there, so what are you supposed to do? Uh, and I know you've got Cobby Mayno and uh, on the bench as well, but again, like like with the Liverpool game, do you want to bring on a youth player in these sorts of in these sorts of games? And I know you've brought on Ganacho in this game, but he's a little bit more proven um, and a bit more of a regular starter. But I don't know, maybe that could have been an option. But I, I give Bruno a zero. I thought this was a really really bad game from him, um, both from long passes, short passes, composure, especially in the second half, just fell apart. I thought. Um, Rashford, I will give him an average six. Um, just had one of them games where if you don't get the ball to Rashford, he's going to seem very, very quiet, which is not really his fault. Um, but I thought Rashford did well for work when he was on and that kind of thing. Um, maybe he should have got a penalty. I thought I thought that penalty would have been a little bit soft. Yes, the goalkeeper did. I'm talking about when um, Rashford ran past the goalkeeper and he sort of clipped him. I don't know if there was really quite enough contact there for a penalty. Um, although everybody online seemed to think it, it definitely was, maybe I've missed something there, but the thing you got to remember about that as well, I remember with um, Gareth Bale, when he was playing at Tottenham, when he was faster than what he is now, and I remember seeing a lot of times uh, in Tottenham games, and it became like a bit of a topic at the time, of like, oh, this player's run really fast and just got slightly clipped, um... Like, it's not enough contact. If you run anywhere, down the street or on, on grass, or it doesn't matter where it is that you run. If you're if someone says to you, run as fast as you can, just forwards. Pretend that you've just got to really, really run for something. Because of the way we work as humans, um, you don't need somebody to, like, rugby tackle you to the ground. Or, like, do a Casemiro on you and, like, slide into you. If you... Um, as humans, if if you clip something that causes you to lose your footing and you're running full speed, you're probably going to fall over. So, because I've noticed a few times over the years in football, it's like, oh, this player's dived because he's he's running, like got got clipped slightly, so he dived. If that's you in that situation, you're running at full speed, and something slightly nudges you. It doesn't have to be on your feet. It can be like something just, I don't know, slightly nudges you you're probably going to at least stumble, if not fall over. So Rashford's running almost at full pelt here. And, okay, something clips, I think it was his left foot. If you can't find your feet, footing properly after that, um, I do think I do think he jumped a little bit as well. <laughs> um, if you slightly lose your footing and you can't regain it, you're probably going to fall over. So uh, I just remember a lot of times over the years when Bale used to like run quite fast for, for Tottenham. And I'd see these clips of... Um, him getting fouled and people say, oh, there's not enough contact, you've dived. No, it's because he's running and because he's lost his footing after his, after his contact has been made. Anyway, um, so I, I didn't think that was necessarily a penalty, but it, I don't know. It's it's one of them, it's one of them ones, isn't it? So 
Uh, but I give Rashford a six. I thought he was good, apart from just a bit too quiet. But um, didn't really get his. Um, you know that classic sort of Rashford's been slipped in and he's going to uh, run through on goal type of thing, or just a clear-cut chance. I don't really remember one that he had, uh, apart from one that I think was saved anyway. So, uh, Vegost, I don't really remember anything that Vegost did, to be honest. Um, thought his like pressing and tackling was good again, so I think a six fits that quite well. Uh, let's move on to substitutions, or substitutes, to tell you who was on the bench. Delo, Fred, Ganacho, Heaton... Maguire, Maino, uh, Malassia, uh, McTominay and Palestri. Um, Fred came on for a bit, did alright. Ganacho I thought was good, obviously he was subbed off again. Maguire was on the pitch for all of five minutes. McTominay I thought was quite good and Palestri I thought put in some good effort. So in terms of the best substitute appearances, McTominay and Palestri. Um, yeah, I still think McTominay is a bad player, but um, made some good defensive work, did some really good passing. You just got to do it more often. Um, but no, credit where credit's due, I thought McTominay was actually very good when he was, uh, when he was subbed on. Uh, missing players, we've got Ericsson still with an ankle injury, Martial with a muscle injury, Sabitzer with a knock, not sure what that means, and, uh, Van Der Beek, who's out for the rest of the season as well. Alright, that's it. Um, we've next up got, uh, Betis on Thursday, it's an earlier kickoff. um, so 5.45, I don't know why, it's just the way it is. And then next Sunday, without Casemiro, because um, Casemiro can play against Betis, uh, Fulham, half past four, quarterfinals of the FA Cup, our chance to continue progress with another trophy. Um, yes, we're still playing Premier League games, but that's not in our hands. Obviously, Arsenal won again today, Man City won again yesterday. Um, but there's nobody stopping us from winning the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup. Uh, those are two things we can win. I'm not saying we can't win the league. It's just it works differently because um, you never know what might happen in football. But uh, yeah, quarterfinals, we just have to win. If we win our next three FA Cup games, we win the FA Cup. Simple, right? Um, but yeah, quarterfinals, FA Cup, uh, just to remind you of who's in that competition. It's uh, Brighton got Grimsby, Sheffield United got Blackburn, we've got Fulham, and then the tough one, Man City, who are the big opponents there, have got Burnley. Not to say any of those teams can't beat us or we can't beat them, but uh, you'd, you'd look at that and you'd think, if Man City can nudge out the way, uh, not that we can't beat Man City, because we can, we did it earlier in the season, um, but you, you're looking at that and you're thinking, you know, you knock Man City out of that. It makes it a little easier, hopefully. Um, can you imagine if we ended up with like Grimsby in the final? That would be really weird, wouldn't it? Um... Or Blackburn or something. I can't remember the last time we played teams like Blackburn. or Sheffield United was a couple of years ago. They were in the Premier League. Brighton, obviously we play them regularly. Grimsby. I don't even know what league Grimsby are in. Um, Blackburn played them years ago. Fulham, obviously a relatively regular opponent. Burnley, quite regular. And City, obviously we play all the time anyway. So there we go. Um, that is the next two games. So yeah, um, Thursday, Betis, Sunday, um, FA Cup against Fulham. We'll see how those games go. Um, I expect wins from both of them and I expect to progress to the next round of the Cups because why should I not? Anyway, uh, frustrating result, disappointing result. Um, sometimes you drop points against teams. Man City have done it. Liverpool have done it. Arsenal have done it this season. Everybody's done it this season. Um, 
just depends on how it happens and that sort of thing. So, anyway, what do you think of this game? Uh, what do you think of the red card? Do you agree with what I said? Do you have your own sort of viewpoints on it and whatever? Um, do you, What did you think of the, the recent referee things that have been going on again? No excuses. Not excuses, but reasons. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, all your thoughts. Uh, MatthewedEntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter, eTalkUK. Contact page information in your show notes. Email box on the website version of the episode. Clickable email name in your show notes as well. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. TV, games, films, main eye podcasts, and podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk. If you want to support us in other ways, tell other people about what we're doing, where they can find it, either by just telling them or using social media. Uh, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers, add free podcast review options. Have a look at, out for that as well if you'd like to. TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio. Uh, Geektown Radio is on Tuesdays. Renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, film news, all that stuff over there. Bex over on Twitch, Trista B-Y-T-E-S for retro chat game and other streams. Me on Twitch at eTalkUK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Players. Got some recent clips and other things on there uh, just a bit of content news obviously gaming talk was back this week um talked about some things over there uh last of us podcast is coming out tonight look out for that that's for the season finale can't believe we're there already i uh, will be back this week though to do a catch-up um let's call it a feedback episode because we saw the episodes early and uh, we've already got our thoughts recorded for episode nine um so uh, obviously the public hasn't seen episode 9 so once the public see episode 9 and process their thoughts uh, send those emails in about that and we'll cover that on Thursday in a feedback type episode Um, yep that's it for now thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time goodbye